Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. Here's the snap ball down. The kick from Folk is on the way. End over end, and it is no good. It bangs off the upright with 55 seconds to go, and the Buccaneers will take over. Judy Batista on Tom Brady's victorious return to Foxborough. That is what Brady is and what Belichick is, and they did not want this sort of overwrought stuff going on. It's a game, and they both wanted to win the game. Plus, I said, from my standpoint, that sure felt personal. And he said to me, I don't know if it was personal, he said, but it was damn important. (laughs) Eight was enough. Jim Trotter with an inside look at the NFC West leading Arizona Cardinals. But we begin at Gillette Stadium. Built as one of the most anticipated regular season games in recent history, Tom Brady brought his defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks to a stadium where he helped hang six championship banners for the Patriots. And once the pregame hype turned to in-game highlights, we ultimately got what we wanted, and Judy Batista was there to document it. Okay, Judy, so you know you, you spent plenty of time in Foxborough over the years. I worked in Boston in the Boston market for five years. I feel like I understand, to a pretty good extent, the pulse of, of fans in New England, and they are a well-educated bunch in terms of their sports, and I felt like they kind of hit it on the mark with Tom Brady. <laughs> the cheers pregame... Right. And the chanting his name pregame. And then once the game started, it's on. You're the opponent. Yes, I agree. I thought it was exactly pitch perfect in that respect. Um, Interestingly, I ran into like in the airport today at Logan. I ran into like a father and son who had flown up lifelong Patriots fans, they'd flown up from Charlotte yeah. and they thought it wasn't emotional enough. <laughs> they wanted more emotion. And I'm like, really? Like, I'm not sure Brady could have survived more emotion. The poor guy looked wrung out by no the end kidding. of the day. Very emotional week. Just again, these guys are like my brothers. You know what I mean? And I got to 
you know, there's two groups of people, I, the, all of my Bucks teammates that I love and, and uh, I'm going to battle with every week. And then there's another group of guys that I see, and those are my friends that I've been with for a long time, Matt Slater and Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower and John and Devin and David Andrews and Hoyer. And um, there's a whole crew, Josh. And it's just, you know, these are, these are the people that I've shared my life with. Yes, I thought it was, I thought it was sort of the right amount, especially considering all the principles involved. The fact that it wasn't like this over-the-top video sure. and the fact that they didn't stop the game and go through this elaborate ceremony when he broke the passing yards record. And that is a 28-yard completion for Tom Brady over the middle to Mike Evans. That'll give Tom Brady 68 yards, and that turns out to be the new NFL record. I thought that was... You know, that was what they are. That is what Brady is and what Belichick is. And they did not want this sort of overwrought stuff going on. It's a game and they both wanted to win the game. And and so I thought it was I thought everybody hit their marks. I I did, too. And, you know, it it, it felt big to me all week long. It certainly did. I mean, like, this is the first time I I felt like I've seen a Sunday night football game actually named, right? Like, The Return. You know what I mean? Like, it was... So, (laughs) it it had all of that. It had plenty of, you know, all the hype you could have ever wanted. And so, with this story, this is one of the, you know, made-for media, you know, in the days leading up to the game. One of those perfect storylines, but the game was very much imperfect, at least from the quarterback perspective with Tom Brady. But, is that also kind of what we wanted to see? Like a Belichick game plan giving Brady some trouble? Yeah. I Well, it's, I think it's what we all want, right? We wanted to see how how would Belichick attack sure. Brady, right? And something we've never seen before. Exactly. Although Belichick made the point, well, we faced him in practice all those years. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, Bill. <laughs> not, maybe not exactly the same. We went against Tom Brady every day, every day in practice defensively. So it's not like we've never seen Tom Brady before. But yeah, we wanted to see how he would attack Brady. We wanted to see how Brady would handle it. And it was imperfect. There's, yeah. there's no question. This wasn't one of Brady's most beautiful games. He certainly wouldn't tell you that. Um, look, I thought the game came down to this is we I think we talked about this on NFL Now last week, yeah. actually, Rip. It's like when it came down to the teams, like this wasn't totally a level playing field. I mean, the Bucks are still a better team. And I think that's ultimately what we saw yesterday is they had more better players, but right, you know, Belichick coached his butt off. <laughs> so and that's and that is, I mean, that's a great way to put it, right? Because Belichick, at a disadvantage from a personnel standpoint, uses his acumen as a coach, his experience as a coach, to bring the Patriots within striking distance of a win. Whereas Tom Brady, you know, imperfect for much of this game, but. I'm telling you what, if Antonio Brown catches one of those two balls down the stretch, you're like, oh, Brady, game of his, you know, like it wasn't his best game, but he had some terrific throws in that game. So you really saw, you know, some of the best of each guy, right? In the game plan for Belichick and in some of the throws, even if they weren't uh, completed with Brady. And ultimately he got the job done. He did what he did for the Patriots on that Gillette Stadium turf so many times, led them down to a field goal, right? I mean, yes, that's put, even I, I thought actually it summed Brady up perfectly because even on an imperfect day for Tom Brady, he put his team in position to win, to win the game. Right. Yeah. And that's what Brady did 
218 times. Right. I mean, (laughs) most of the games were beautiful Brady games, but there were certainly some games there where all he had to do was just get them in the position for the defense to do it or the kicker or the running game. And that's what he did for the Bucs. In the end, it always comes down to a couple plays. Happy we made them. Had Ryan made a huge kick. You know, he made a few big ones last year for us. Um, Nick got a good hit on that one there at the end. It just was a little bit left. I thought everybody sort of played their role perfectly. And I I don't think there's any question that the emotion of the entire week played played a role with Brady. Yeah, no question. I think you saw the best of what both guys had to offer. Belichick with the brains and the game plan and the operation, and then Brady at the end doing what he does, putting his team in position to win football games, uh, which the Bucks ultimately did here. Now let's get to the post game. A lot <laughs> has been made now of the you know the quick hug. Brady is in the middle of the field. He just shook hands and hugged Josh McDaniels, his former offensive coordinator. And Bill Belichick got in there as well, Ryan, right before Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Bill was actually pushing cameras out of the way and made sure that he got in there to give his former quarterback a big hug and to congratulate him. But what it felt like to me and what we learned afterwards, that it was probably like, hey, let's talk after the game. Quick hug, boom, we're right. gone. And they did talk for what, like 25 minutes, Judy? Yeah, yeah, because at first on the field, you thought, oh, my gosh, he's given him the Eric Mangini. Yes, segment, right? the quick, like, get out of here. Yep. Cow. And you're thinking, whoa, this is bad. Um, but yes, that was obviously prearranged. Like, hey, let's talk, you know, away from the cameras and away from the microphone and away from all of us staring at them. And then, look, I thought it was pretty symbolic that, you know, Bill Belichick, um, right, yeah. the elder here, went to Brady's locker room, went to Brady. That's and interesting, they, yeah. Like, I think that's a pretty meaningful thing. And um, and they were behind closed doors away from all of us and away from prying eyes for a good 20 minutes or so, a little bit more. And then, you know, Brady would not reveal what was said. Um, and, and I thought that was good, too. As much as as a reporter, I want to know what, it, what everything. Right. I, you know, I, I thought the fact that they chose to keep their conversation private was was appropriate. And then, you know, Brady said, like, you know, he reads how their relationship is characterized and it's not accurate. So you can read into that. What sure. You want. Nothing's really accurate that I ever see. It's all kind of, uh, you know, definitely doesn't come from my personal feelings or beliefs. And I have a lot of respect for him as a coach and obviously a lot of respect for this organization and, um, you know, all the different people here that try to make it successful. Brady's also admitted to us that 90% of what he says in public <laughs> is a lie anyway. So <laughs> exactly. you, you, it's you determine. It all straight. Yeah. yeah it's hard to, I don't like, know. Wait a minute, what am I supposed to here? Um, but I, I did think that that was, you know, that was pretty significant that Bill went to him and, and then they walked out of the locker room together. So that was right. Yeah, and oh, oh, by the way, Brady also, breaks the NFL's career yardage mark here. Um, an afterthought. I a mean, total such afterthought. an afterthought. Totally unceremoniously, right? Because like there was the yardage issue. He ends up getting it after the yardage is adjusted. And it's like, well, okay, let's move on. Um, I just remember being, you know, like I was at games where Peyton Manning broke records and yes. like the game stopped and yes. the whole fame goes out there and gets retrieves the ball to bring it to Canton. And it was like right. the whole thing. And it's very clear that Brady and the Patriots both said, like, yeah, we're not doing that. There's enough (laughs) pomp and circumstance in this game. game. There's enough going on. Um, And so they said, like, yeah, we're not we're not having a big ceremony. We're not going to stop the game. And, you know, Paul 
didn't do that. And so that was the end of that. And, and then like, literally he walked off with the, with the ball in his bag. I mean, like that, you know, was at his feet while he was doing the press conference. Like here's the football. Sticking well, not only that Judy, but like he walked off the field with it. It was in his yeah. helmet as he and Belichick had that quick embrace at the end of the game. And then, you know, it's like, it's almost like he didn't really want to let that one out of its, out of his sight. I mean, I think it meant something, you know, what, oh, once, so. once this game and, was over. And I think he had such a great quote where he said, I hope, you know, everybody who caught a pass from me had a smile on their face. I just think it's an amazing um, statistic in that so many people can share in it with me. So quarterback doesn't throw and catch. Quarterback can just throw it. And it's uh, yards, uh, passing yards have to be caught. So I just hope that everybody who caught passes from me over the years uh, just had a little smile on their face tonight, just knowing that they contributed to, you know, a very cool record. I wrote this like he he seemed happy and at peace last night, Brady, after, you know, yeah. when he finally came in after talking to Belichick, like I'm sure he was relieved the week was over. I'm, I'm sure yeah. I, I I remember when Peyton Manning went back to Indianapolis for the first time as a Denver Bronco. And he said, like, it was emotionally draining yeah. the week leading up to it. And I'm sure Brady would agree with that, that he looked tired. I'm sure he was relieved, uh, but I just thought that was the perfect note to end on when he said, I, I hope all those guys who've caught passes had a smile on their face because they were part of something special. So, And it was special. And I mean, <laughs> credit to Michelle Tafoya after the game. Uh, I thought she did a great job trying to get <laughs> some of that something? emotion out of Brady. I, I think she ended up asking him like seven questions, more than I've ever seen in a post-game interview. <laughs> and he just, he kept wanting to defer to the team to ver- defer what the Bucks ended up doing. Um, and then at the end, as you mentioned, uh, he, he also kind of laid, uh, you know, that quote about being a part of this Foxborough, being a part of this new England community. And he'll be a part of that again. That was kind of interesting to me too, it, it, because one of those questions that I had for Mike Giardi in the weeks leading up to is like when he retires, Mm-hmm. Does he retire, you know, as a Patriot? And does that all, you know, kind of come back together and, and we, we bury all the hatchets, whatever they were? Um, and that kind of led me to believe that, yes, like there will still be a very special place in his heart for this place. There's no question about it. First yeah. of all, you know, I mean, he and Robert Kraft are as very close. Tight. I mean, Robert yes. Kraft has said it's like he's another son. So they're very close. Look, I'm always rooting for Tommy, except when he's playing us. And. In the end, uh, I hope and believe he'll come back here. We'll give him his red jacket, just like we gave you, and he'll retire a Patriot. And look, whatever may have happened in the past between him and Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick has an enormous appreciation for the history of the game and for the game's great players. And he knows he was lucky to coach Tom, he's been lucky to coach other great players. And he also knows it's a symbiotic relationship, right? I mean, yeah. like we all obsess over who's more responsible. Did we get an answer last night, right. Bill or, right. or Tom? Right. And the answer is no, no, they were together. And together they lifted each up maybe higher than they ever would have gone without the other. Yes. Um, and, and I think Bill has a tremendous appreciation for that and a tremendous respect for that. So yes, I think if Tom wants uh, you know, a, a life, you know, with the Foxborough universe as part of it after <laughs> sure. if he ever retires, like we're talking as if he's going to retire, who knows if he's ever going to retire. Um, but whenever that happens, yes, if he wants some part of his life to be around the Foxborough world, yeah, it, it, will, it be. will happen.
if he sure. wants. Sure. I don't know what the future holds. You know, obviously, there could be an opportunity to come back here. So we'll see. I, I feel like I'll always be a part of this community. And um, I'll, be, I'll be up here quite a bit when it's all said and done. When I retire, I'm sure there'll be, you know, a lot of time for, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends up here. And it's a great place. And, again, my kids were born on Beacon Street in the city. And, um, you know, it's just it's amazing. been an amazing place for me. It still is. So the definitive answer on Brady versus Belichick is there is no definitive answer. Both gave together. us everything that we saw together separately on this night, which I thought was pretty Correct. cool. Perfect. Yeah. Right. They played their parts perfectly. Judy Batista always playing her part for us perfectly. Thank you, Judy. Thanks, Red. Still to come on NFL Inside Report. They recognized this offseason that they needed veterans in here who had playoff experience, who could still perform at a high level, and who could help create a culture where there was an expectation to win and not simply a hope of winning. Jim Trotter with us as the Cardinals get a win that felt much bigger than just their fourth of the season. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
behind a balance to attack the Cardinals, putting up 37 points on a Rams defense that hadn't given up 30 or more in a calendar year. Arizona stymies a Rams offense that had looked infallible through three weeks, and Cliff Kingsbury, head coach for the Cardinals, seems to be pushing all the right buttons in this a pivotal third year at the helm. Jim Trotter here to provide the context. So, Jim, I am careful to make a week four win too meaningful. But in the landscape of this victory for the Cardinals, which keeps their record unblemished so far at 4-0, ends a losing streak to the Rams, gives Cliff Kingsbury his first over Sean McVay, it meant more than just their fourth win of the season, right? No, absolutely, Rhett. You know, and I'm one of those people, I'm like you, I never want to be a prisoner of the moment. And I, <laughs> and I get that there are only 17 games in a regular season. And so, therefore, everyone has great significance. So it's not like we're playing 182. But this one, as I wrote, um, it felt personal watching it. You know, when you've lost eight in a row to a division opponent, when you have given up 31 or more in seven of those games, when you have been held to nine or fewer in five of those games, when afterward your star quarterback talks about getting your ass kicked. <laughs> I don't think anybody can be uh, too happy when you're getting your ass beat. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a little different for sure. It's real. So for me, as I watched it, obviously you knew Arizona was going to have that added intensity. Look, the, you know, we can sit here and say every week teams are intense and focused and all of that. But there are times when there is an edge. And I felt yeah. that Arizona had that edge. And the other thing I felt where, I, where, it, where it was confirmed to me was Arizona's first possession of the fourth quarter. When you are on your own one-yard line and you run 11 consecutive rushing plays for 94 yards. Say that one more time. 11 consecutive plays, <laughs> running plays for 94 yards. Big hole for Chase Edmonds right up the middle of the Rams. And he's still going. Now inside the Ram 45-yard line. You are making an, a statement. You are imposing your will. And, and to me, you are taking out four years' worth of frustration on that opponent. And that's what I felt in that moment from, from the Cardinals. I think that's a great point. It, it, it reminded me of my, my roots in the broadcasting industry. And my first job was in Lubbock, Texas at a local TV station there where I was covering Mike Leach in the Texas Tech Red Raiders, of course, has the Cliff Kingsbury connection there. Cliff, uh, you know, was quarterback at Texas Tech and that kind of air raid system. You still relate with Cliff Kingsbury. And so one of the questions we used to joke around with Mike Leach is, hey, your first 10 plays going to be runs. <laughs> I mean, any 10 play stretch that were all runs was going to be like mind blowing. And that's kind of the sense you got there from Arizona. And and like not just on that possession. In this game, I mean, they had eight explosive run plays uh, in this game. And from an X's and O's standpoint against a really good defense, that's going to give that is that is like a sustainability thing for the Cardinals if they're able to keep that aspect going. Sure. And I thought it was interesting afterwards where Chase Edmonds said of that possession in particular, we want to get rid of that air raid terminology. Yeah. One thing me and James and the O-line just talked about is that we got to get rid of this this air raid kind of terminology and really just find a way to win the game in the fourth quarter because obviously when you're playing tremendous opponents like the Rams, that's what you got to do. They don't want to be known as a, as a finesse club that's just going to throw it all the time. They want to be known as a club that when they have to run the ball, uh, when they have to control the clock, when they have to have a four-minute offense, they can do it. And so 
The, the beauty of the Cardinals for me this offseason, it's not unlike what I wrote the previous week about the Rams in terms of having an organizational philosophy and 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 not being afraid to say this is who we are. For the Rams, you know, they're a team that says, you know what, we like first-round draft picks, but we like established stars even yes. more, and so they're willing to give up those first-round picks to go out and get a Jalen Ramsey or a Matthew Stafford or Brandon Cooks, or if they make a mistake to say we're going to move on from that as they did with Brandon Cooks or Todd Gurley or, or Jared Goff. With the Cardinals, in terms of understanding who they are, they recognized this offseason that they needed veterans in here who had playoff experience, who could still perform at a high level, and who could help create a culture where there was an expectation to win and not simply a hope of winning. So let's look at yesterday's game. We can talk about A.J. Green. You bring it as a wide yep, receiver. Yeah. First, pl- first score of the game, it's him on a 41-yard uh, uh, touchdown reception. Murray and shotgun. Snap to Kyler. Short set. Moving to his right a little bit. Now throwing deep. Far side. And it's pulled in at the five-yard line by A.J. Green. Into the end zone for the touchdown. You can look at, 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 at James Conner. You know, two touchdown um, runs. Short yardage. Down near the goal line. That sort of thing. Adding, adding toughness there. Murray in shotgun flank to his left by Connor. He hands it off to Connor, who runs up the middle, and Connor's into the end zone for the touchdown. We can look at Rodney Hudson, the center, who helps them run for more than 200 yards. First time anyone has run on the Rams for more than 200 since 2019, I believe, week 15 it was. Yeah. And then we can talk about J.J. Watt, who might not have sacks numbers, but if you watch closely in that game, there were times he was so disruptive in terms of what the Rams were trying to do. So these are all guys they brought in. And while you might not, might not associate their previous teams with blue bloods of the NFL, as I said, these guys have all been to the playoffs. Some of yeah. them have won, won um, multiple games in the playoffs, that sort of thing. So they bring a certain something to a young locker room. And when you combine that now, their, their, their mentality, um, the culture they're accustomed to in terms of success – with what the the um, Cardinals have, now you've got a formula for winning. And Kyler Murray talked about that after the game in terms of the value of what these players have brought yeah. this offseason. So, you know, if Arizona stays healthy, um, I, I don't know that there's necessarily a limit on what they can do because, right. you know, when you have that quarterback who is as talented as he is, um, and if you can play defense the way that they played against a very, very good Rams offense – they're going to be right there in the mix. No question. And, and just as you mentioned in your piece on NFL.com on this game, uh, you mentioned the Murray quote where he says, if you go look at the guys that we brought here, they're used to winning. Um, but Murray essentially is the straw that stirs the oh, drink for this team. Oh. How would you assess his command, not only of this offense, but kind of of this team really coming into his own here in year three? He's different. You know, and I say, you know, as I mentioned in the story, you know, for him, this offense now is as comfortable as a pair of old slippers. It's pretty confident, in, you know, coming in this game with the game plan we had, the week of practice that we put together. Um, probably the best, best game plan I've, you know, I've, um, that I think, you know, personally that we've had uh, since I've been in the league. So, you know, with that being confident in all the guys, um, this team, um, and I was, I was just confident, man, just going out there and letting it ride. When you watch him. Um, he he is proactive instead of reactive, you know? Um, right. And look, he was in this system in college right. for a while. 
but you can see him going through another level. The reason I think he is so comfortable now, too, is because he has players around him who allow him not to press, not to have to be the guy who has to make a play on every play. So what do I mean by that? When you can run the ball for 200 yards, as Chase Edmonds said, they only had one design run for Kyler yesterday. And Chase said... He still rushed for over 200. Yep. And he said, in previous years, Kyler might have had five design runs for him in a game. He had one yesterday. When you now have multiple receivers that you can rely on, you don't have to force the ball to, to, to DeAndre Hopkins. So what do I mean by that? They've now played four games. They have had a different leading receiver in terms of receptions in each of the four games. It shows that Kyler Murray now has a lot to work with. And now he can just go out and play. The other thing he's doing better is um, he's not taking hits. You know, he's getting out of bounds or he's getting down. The previous two times, if I remember right, that they played the Rams, Kyler was hurt. Yeah. You know, so he, he, he couldn't put his fingerprints on that game. Now he's healthy. They have talent around him. Um, And the thing I wrote and I say about him as I watch him, there is nothing worse than a feeling of helplessness. And when you're in the open field with Kyler Murray, that is a feeling you don't want. Yeah, It is a feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. And there were a couple of times where he juked and turned on the Jets and you just you could see as a defense. You're like, what do we do with that? You know, um, you got to what was it? Third and I think third and 14 or something. And he yeah. runs for 16 yards. Yeah. You know, it, it's 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 a facet of the game that no matter how much you prepare for it. I don't know that you can prepare for it. Well, it's and it's an aspect of your game that always gives you an answer Absolutely. to the problem that a defense might create or a situation might create for you. And I, I think that's that brings up like just a really difficult philosophical question now for defenses, especially watching the run game really without Kyler succeed. I mean, they were running against five and six man boxes, but how else do you defend the Cardinals who have four wide receivers that at any time can go off? And man, that makes this team really dangerous moving forward, especially when you now combine it with what they're showing on defense. You mentioned J.J. Watt. We saw Chandler Jones week one with the five sacks. Always that potential to wreck a game. Byron Murphy has been a real revelation this season, it feels like. And Vance Joseph, I I mean, has been pulling the strings, I mean, like a master here. Go back to Vance's first year in Arizona. If you remember, if memory serves me right, the first week, before the first week, he lost, like, potentially, I think it was four to six starters. Oof. Right. Especially, I think there were like three or four up front that he lost because of either entry, injury, suspension, or they ended up cutting a first-round pick in, in, in DJ. Yeah, can so that, right? all these guys that he was expecting to to be a focal point of his defense, he didn't have. Alford got hurt before the season even right. started. They lose him. Patrick Peterson, one year, serving a six-game suspension. To start, yeah. They don't have him. So he's doing it with smoke and mirrors. Well, now he has players around that, that he can rely on. And it's funny, one of the things that was said to me is that defensively, there was never an issue with physicality with that unit. But where the Cardinals had concerns, particularly in playing an opponent like the Rams, because of all the motion and deception that the Rams use, you have to have a very high football IQ to be able to deal with that. And so they feel for the first time since fans got there, they have a combination of youth and experience and a combination of high football IQ with physical players. 
And when you marry those two together, you come up with performances like you got yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's just all around. I mean, it's just, it was almost like the perfect result really on both sides of the ball. They're the first team to score 30 on the Rams. Terrific defense since, I don't know, the Bills did it week three, 2020. Uh, and then you limit the Rams offense, which has been virtually unstoppable this year to just 20. I mean, everywhere you look, you you saw signs of progress. Now, let's just look at this because, you know, after not making the playoffs in his first two years as the head coach in Cliff Kingsbury, had to feel like there was a little bit of a sense of urgency here this year, right? Well, this is what this is what struck me after the game. This yeah. this is why I wrote about it up top. When Michael Bidwill came out of the locker room, right. the Cardinals owner, and I saw him, and 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 you know we were explain, exchanging pleasantries and all of that. And then I started to interview him about the game, and I said, "Man, I said from my standpoint, that sure felt personal." And he said to me, "I don't know if it was personal." He said, but it was damn important. <laughs> Eight was enough. And so when I saw Cliff after the game, after that, and I relayed to him my conversation with Michael and him saying eight was enough. And Cliff said to me, and he, and he chuckled when he said it, but there was an edge to it. And he said, yeah, that was communicated during the week. <laughs> right. And I was like, ooh, okay. So yeah. it's sense of urgency. Absolutely. I right. think it's there. Um, Michael Bidwill is a guy who is accustomed to, to success. Yeah. You know, since sort of taking leadership from his father. Um, sure. And they've been to Super Bowls or a Super Bowl. They've been to NFC Championship games. Yes. All of that. So now to go, what are we now? Their last playoff appearance, last winning season was 2015, I believe. It, yeah. When the Bruce Arians era. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so for him, that's unacceptable. Right. And so, yes, I do believe there was a sense of urgency and is a sense of urgency yeah. um, to make sure they finish what they started this year. Right. And, and knocking off one of those teams that had been your nemesis, yes. uh, you know, is a big piece of the ultimate puzzle here in year three, year three for Cliff Kingsbury. But the tests don't get any easier. Another NFC West showdown here in week five against another team that's given them some trouble in Kyle Shanahan's San Francisco 49ers. But who's going to be trotting out a rookie, a rookie quarterback. quarterback. Now, that exactly can be right. both a blessing and a curse. Sure. You know, a blessing in that you're getting a young, inexperienced quarterback, a yep. curse in that you really don't know anything about him. But the one thing that we've seen is that this has been a team that has figured out terrific game plans week in and week out. I mean, I even go back to week one where stylistically previous conceptions of a Cliff Kingsbury coach team were virtually put to rest week one on the road in Nashville and you absolutely dominate one of those smash mouth type of teams, right? In Tennessee, I think we're seeing Jim that Arizona has some answers this well, year. You saw Chase Edmonds' quote after the game. Yeah, he said, "We want to remove that air raid right. terminology." Right, and they have. Yeah, they have. So it's 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 an impressive group. Yeah. The only question is, you know, like with any team in this league, right? So is, can you stay healthy? Yeah. And we saw they, that last year. They yep. might have been a playoff team last year yep. if Kyler didn't get hurt. Exactly. So keep the hits keep the hits down. Keep the winds piling up for the Cardinals. Thanks, Jim. You got it. Still to come, the news you need to know around the league. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com/slash now. 
View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Injuries at quarterback once again now for the San Francisco 49ers following their loss to the Seattle Seahawks on this week for Sunday, a 28-21 defeat. Jimmy Garoppolo hurt on the first possession strain cap. He says he hopes it only keeps him out a couple of weeks. thought I could get it out. Uh, I tried to for the first half, but it's just tough, man. I don't know. been in this situation too many times, and it's getting real old, you know, so just one of those things that uh part of the business though meanwhile number three overall pick trey lance who finished the game for the 49ers likely to get his first career start against the arizona cardinals now in week five the denver broncos putting their undefeated record on the line at home against the ravens on sunday but an injury to teddy bridgewater making keeping that record unblemished a much more difficult proposition drew Locke would come on in the second half for the broncos and Unable to generate any points, Ravens end up getting the win 23-7. Teddy Bridgewater officially in concussion protocol. NFL history at Lambeau Field when the Green Bay Packers finish off the Pittsburgh Steelers 27-17. Both quarterbacks etching their names into the record books in this one. Ben's going to throw it down the right sideline. That pass is caught. Touchdown. Deontay Johnson pulls it in over top of Alexander, and that's number 400 for Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger in a losing effort becomes the eighth player in NFL history with four hundred passing touchdowns Aaron Rodgers for his part the Packers and guiding them to victory also tying Dan Marino for sixth all-time in the passing touchdown category now with 422 of those 
in this game going to old friend Randall Cobb. And that's going to do it for this edition of NFL Inside Report. Of course, we're back with you on Wednesday. Brand new episode looking ahead to week five in the NFL and perhaps to Trey Lance's first career start for the San Francisco 49ers. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport will join us as the 49ers put their draft plan with Trey Lance to the test. For producer Thomas Warren and Tim Porochka, I'm your host, Brett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.